real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. The future of work has changed. Entrepreneurs need tools that allow them to communicate from anywhere. That's why virtual PBX flex plans are essential for every business. Virtual PBX transforms your smartphone and computer into a full-featured virtual phone system. Flex plans include features like virtual receptionist, telephone numbers, texting, messaging, custom greetings, and so much more. The best part is, right now you can get a professional phone system for as low as $16 a user. Just visit virtualpbx.com forward slash podcast to claim your discount. Visit virtualpbx.com forward slash podcast to get started for less than $16 per user. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today is a certified in Google Analytics, Google Ads, and Facebook Ads, and is the co-founder of Today's Business, which made the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing digital marketing agencies. Welcome to the show, Billy Ash. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. <laughs> Good to have you. Can you go in a little bit into your background and history, how you got into this business and, and started it? I started the agency about 10 years ago, right out of college. And honestly, I was brought into the company to build out their website. I kind of saw where my now business partner's ideas went, and we really connected. We both understood each of us had different skill sets. I was definitely more of the digital guy, and he had all the business connections and, and real entrepreneurial spirits. So the two of us really just combined and collaborated and we started networking and really just wanted to network with people. From there, people started asking us who built our website, who was doing our social media. We were like, okay, well, let's start doing it. We ended up starting doing social media about 10 years ago before there was anything as Facebook ads or anything, or Instagram was really even thought about. We had started running organic social media plays, posting five times a day on Facebook and Twitter, and really growing from there. Since then, we've grown tremendously in terms of our client size, grown, grown, grown tremendously in terms of our employee base, and, and of course, revenue with all of those. We, we are now a full-service agency, so we do everything from any creative design that you need, from video to motion graphics to website design uh, and development. We have a full in-house development team, one of what I would say strongest SEO teams in the industry. We are growing our Google ads team now and continuing to grow our ads team. So if there's anybody ever interested, check out our website. Recently launched actually about four years ago, our affiliate marketing division kind of encompassed every aspect of social media, every aspect of the internet throughout the past 10 years and continued to grow from there. I used to brag about the size of our office, but we have now transitioned into a remote first environment is how we describe it, where our employees have the option to come into our office two days a week and, or I'm sorry, they have the option to come into the office up to, or as 
often as they would like, but they're required to come into the office about two days a month. And we try to schedule different in-person meetings there. But we do have some employees now that are completely remote and we're bringing them up for different events. But yeah, that's the, the last 10 years of my life in a nutshell. And we were talking a little bit before we started and you had mentioned that you started in a basement with just $400 and now have grown this big company. We started with $400 in the basement. I was making the joke, the actual first check from today's business went to me before I worked for TV to build their website. And, you know, we just started hungry, young, and knew we had something. At that point, we were thinking of building our own type of website. We, we kind of were asked to do social media for people. And we're like, okay, we, we can do this. We're, we're smart enough to take money off of a table and I can run some social media. I can make your write a tweet. That's fine. And really we started that. And then it just started to boom. Honestly, hit it at the right time. But we were young. We were in a marketplace where you didn't want somebody 50 years old running your social media 10 years ago. They didn't know what Facebook was. They didn't know what Twitter was. So we weren't fighting against these experts that had been in this industry. We're like, no, we're young, we're energetic, and we know how to write a tweet. We can do this for you. And kind of from there, I had an excellent internship while I was in college. So I was in charge of getting all of these tweets and social media posts out. So the first thing I said was, we need an internship program. I was like, we need an internship program. Let's get some interns. So the first thing we did was grab all of our friends and family's friends that were in college and kind of wanted to learn something. And we all gathered in the basement and then we went above a pizzeria and I would write note cards every single day to every single intern, what they would do. And to think now what those interns were actually responsible for in terms of of writing the actual tweets. Some of them were dealing with clients. Kind of scary, but that's how we ran things. We bootstrapped the entire thing. At one point, we signed our biggest client because they asked us to go to a conference in Vegas with them. And we used every dollar in our bank account to buy air tickets right in front of them. So they would sign the contract. And that's actually what got us into the medical field. There's a ton of different random stories along the way that's helped carved our culture and company and where we are today. But that was the base of it was, hey, we can do this. People need this. Let's just go with the momentum. Uh, and then, you know, two years into it, somebody was like, hey, can you run our Google ads? Can you build our website? And my business partner, Tom, always said, yeah, we can. And then I was always tasked with figuring out how to do that. <laughs> and whether it was with interns or finally hiring an employee and hiring our first two employees part-time to hiring our first full-time employee to our biggest capacity, we had about 50 full-time employees. And now I was saying we're, we're around 40 full-time. So I guess you leverage having interns because I assume that that's free, right? They just get some kind of college credit or something or well, how originally they got a great experience and a ton of pizza. Uh, because we were above the pizzeria. So they got great food every, and not just pizza. They would get pasta on Tuesdays, pizzas on Wednesdays. Uh, and, and that's really how we operated. From there, we started charging $400 a month for anything and everything underneath the sun. We had a friend that could take photos. So for that $400, we would go and take photos of your practice or your pizzeria and try to leverage it that way. And and honestly, at that point, we were also so young that other agencies wanted to white label 
was. So at one point I had like four different business cards. I had was the social media manager here, there, and they were just paying today's business, but I just represented their social media way. And like I said, it was kind of because these agencies hadn't built out a social media way. If Facebook, like we were talking prime Facebook just kind of starting. And, and that was kind of how we really just carved our niche. We were the social media guys. I was the social guru for forever. And my buddies always laughed at it. And they're like, that's because you used to flirt with girls all day on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, it's still a joke to this day with my good college friends that Bill works on Facebook. Who would have thought? Because always on in college, I was always on Facebook. I was always on social media. Uh, I kind of just was a young embrace or and embraced it. Facebook came out when I was like a junior in high school. It was like the coolest thing, but I'd always been in social media in some realms. I mean, back to AOL when I was in <laughs> elementary school. And so that, that's kind of just how it all, all founded, but that's how we grew the business was definitely off of great work of our interns. I'm proud to say some of those interns are still with us today. They, they are, our company was founded and grew from our internship program. Of course, within 10 years, you do hire from outside and not everyone comes from our internship program, but it is still a vital piece of our growth and really something that without it, I, I don't know how we would have if, I don't think we would be where we are today. I know we wouldn't. We wouldn't have the employees that we do, the relationships that we've built. It's really, that was a fundamental piece. Wow. Yeah, that is really interesting. I'd love to hear more about that because, you know, a lot of the listeners are trying to build a business on a budget, including myself, but they need a little bit of outside help to take on the load, or maybe there's something that they don't know how to do or whatever. And I never really thought about interns. Of course, 10 years ago, it was probably different than maybe how it is today. But how do you go about getting interns who are willing I mean, to Honestly, work? it hasn't. Our philosophy really never changed. We wanted to go to the local colleges. We were a New Jersey-based agency. So we went to Seton Hall. We went to Rutgers. We reached out to every single career advisor. That's who found me my internship. So I went right back to how I found mine. And I was like, this is what college kids do. Let's go right here. Talk to the career interns. How do we get approved from this? And actually, one of our funniest stories is Seton Hall University. There is a lady, Beth Brannigan. I think she has since retired, but she is excellent. And she has helped all, uh, so many students at Seton Hall. But she came into our pizzeria and we were above the pizzeria and we had lunch and she walked at us. She goes, you guys are either going to be millionaires or broke in a year, but I think you have something here. And she approved her. She was like, I had no idea what I, it's a digital marketing agency, but I'm walking into a pizzeria. And we're like, yeah, no, no, we're, we're young. And she ended up being a huge piece for, I mean, some of our greatest or best employees had come from Seeing Hall. We now work with a bunch of different universe or since we've opened up the internship, I think we've eclipsed over a hundred different universities we've had mm. students from we but you know to start it that's how we started it we got every single mm. career advisor a marketing communication advisor we let them know hey we have this internship program here it is uh, you know since then it has evolved one of the and, and before i come on that tangent it has evolved there's different things uh, the state is uh, new jersey provides excellent grants for companies that provide good internship programs. Uh, so for they, they do help sometimes with payments for different industries. So your state 
websites may be able to help you in some different areas there. But honestly, it was just groups on the background. We knew social media. These advisors didn't know social media. Their students wanted to know about social media. It was, once again, kind of hit it while the fire was hot. So we, we were able to kind of just leverage that, I would say, from being able to white label by having other agencies white label our services, we were able to have high quality clients on our roster very early, which I think helped kind of attribute some credibility to us. But at the end of the day, it was really Beth ran again in those advisors that gave us a shot and gave us the credited to be able to run it. The first time it was just friends. Like I said, they, they got intern experience. They, they will all still stand by their experience that they've got here. I still stand by that I was up till midnight with those interns working some nights and they were a foundation and they take great pride in to see what we've since come up and we take great pride in seeing where they are in life. But from there, it was these advisors that believed in us. You know, we were transparent. We knew we had clients. We knew what we were trying to teach. We didn't try to hide it. We weren't like, oh, we're this million dollar agency. We're a startup. This is where you're at. You can get credits. This is where they'll come. Here's where their working environment is. Like, we had nice pizza tables upstairs. It was great. And to be honest, they loved it. We were right. Our first office was in Livingston, which was right like within 10 miles of Seton Hall University. So we were in a good distance. We also knew a bunch of coaches within their area. So we were able to do that and kind of leverage some coaches and see if their athletes needed internships. That was kind of how we started. And then from there, it was really interns just told other interns. And then once we mm-hmm. got into the college, we had four resumes the next time. And then I would go in and still to this day, we'll go in and speak at different universities and with still the relationships that we have built with these professors. So I'll still go in on we we do that or if any of our employees go in and speak on any of the boards. That, that's really just how we've continued to grow. We're just active. All of your student advisors for our industry, we were communications, marketing, business development, business management. You wanted to learn how we were starting a startup? This is it. We're putting together QuickBooks. You want it? Lesson one. Here's how we go. Uh, so that how we pitched it. Uh, and that, that's what we provided and, and still try to provide every single day. I'd say the other thing about growing it is we're very adamant that we were going to hire when we started this internship. So a lot of, like I said, those interns started working even while they were in college part-time. And we would pay them stipends to the one day we're able to pay people hourly. And then we got to per project things. And we still do that to today. And an intern may get an internship with today's business, do that internship, and then may work part-time for us, even if they're in the University of Indiana. For instance, this semester, we have a developer that's out there. So that that's kind of just how we've continued to build that internship. And like I said, I think it was just by doing correct or doing right, treating the interns correctly. Um, and then they went back. We're also very big with like swag. So everybody <laughs> left with like T-shirts. So we're, when you walked around Seton Hall, people were wearing our hats. People were wearing our T-shirts. It was, wasn't odd that people knew, oh, you, you own today's business. Oh, you're today's business. So... What are some other things that you did, how you bootstrapped it? And then were there any mistakes that you made along the way that you would advise people to? We don't have, all, we don't have enough time to go through all oh, okay. our mistakes because we have made tons. Other ways that we have bootstrapped it. You know, we never took on financial investors, obviously, last year and 
PPP things and things like that has mm-hmm. come on. But really what we've, what we did was live within our expenses. You know, when we first started this company, we ran the entire thing off of our debit card. We would collect money and then there'd be like $8,000 one day and it. We didn't take any salaries. And then I was 22 years old and went down to the shore for the weekend and oh, shoot, we spent $700 that weekend. Uh, So we realized real quick not to do that. My first paycheck from today's business was $100. I still have it. It's a very important thing to us. And it was from our advisors. That was one of the things. We had great advisors. Like I said, my business partner, I knew who he knew. uh, And I knew that was very important in our advisors. First time we ever went into our account, he was like, you can't let this kid just have a debit card and let him go. Like you have to pay him a hundred dollars a week or whatever we can afford, but you can't let Billy just spend money. And I was that kid. Like you can't let him just do that. I know it's naive, young, thought of my company was going to be a millionaire like that. Of course, I was an entrepreneur. It's going to be easy. And that was the fundamental thing. We started living we didn't live off of our company. So we built our bank account from the third month of actually having money in the account. We started, okay, Billy, you live off of this budget. Tom, you make off this budget. We both lived at home at this time. So it wasn't the biggest risk for us. I did have rent in Florida that I was playing. Forgot to mention that. I moved up from Florida to start today's business on a whim off of one phone call or one meeting during my Thanksgiving break. That's how I actually became an owner and everything like that. Honestly, it started like that. I will give all the credit to my business partner, Tom. He is the business mind behind this. He is the reason we are profitable today. He is the reason we're organized in our finances today. I run the strategy. I run digital advertising. Tom makes sure since the day he told me I can't use that debit card and here's your $100 salary has controlled all of our finances. And I think that's a good thing to note to anyone because we had talked about knowing your strengths. That wasn't my area. I'm not the accounting guy. I'm not the, the finance guy. I'm good with numbers when they tend to be sessions and impressions and things like that and click-through rates. But when they have dollar signs next to it, something happens and I'm just not great with it. I'm definitely not great with managing it. So Tom can definitely speak a little bit towards that. What I would say, one of the biggest things is we were able to keep our overhead low always. It wasn't until we really outgrew that pizzeria that we got an office. Uh, And that pizzeria was Tom's dad's pizzeria. That's why we were there because we had a free office. So all of those things had helped us kind of continue to build it. Now, throughout the years, how have things gone? One thing that I've understood is that we've done is just grow. So like I said, we grow from our internships. So we never had the opportunity to go out and give somebody five, six years ago that six-figure salary, we weren't making six-figure salaries. That wasn't even an option. So it was always, we can get you as an intern. We're going to pay you for the last two years. You really liked it. And then you loved it. You wanted to come work for today's business. We didn't have to fight with about salaries and this and that. We had employees that truly wanted to work for us. And that helped us that, that, you know, it'd be very naive of me to say that that wasn't a big thing because we couldn't compete. We were right next to New York City and we did go through those struggles. I mean, one of our, we for years dealt with the New York City blues because the other thing about getting somebody right out of college is two years later, they're like, oh, that big city right next to us. I want to go to that big city. Well, we were never going to talking about being frugal. We were never going to pay for a New York City rent. That's not what we were 
that's not our idea of we can take a train into the city all day. But none of us <laughs> wanted to go into that and get there or go into the city. We were very comfortable with New Jersey. So we used to deal with people leaving the company just because they wanted to go to the city. They just wanted to live in the city. Mm-hmm. They were 25 in New Jersey. That's And I get it because when there's parts that I still want to go in New York City to live, I can't afford it. But, uh, you know, a lot of our employees did want to do that. Uh, So those things definitely played roles in terms of our office. We were always very, very frugal about our office and about our, I want to say frugal about our office, but we didn't go to the class A building. We went to the office park and got 5,000 square feet and paid $18 a square foot as opposed to $35 a square foot. You know, we were always, and once again, that's all credit to Tom, but understanding and still how we run our company today. This is what our overhead is. This is how much we got to make. This is what we have to build this month. And, And that's how we've always run the company is can't spend more than we make, basic logic. And the sad thing is it's not always that way people don't always think that we thought it that's a good thing about Tom and I and where we've agreed is that has always been kind of our core fundamental like like we can't spend more than that so I think there's things that you do in risks we have had brought in the expensive consultant once did that don't always suggest that can't speak for everyone but in our point of view it did not work the way that we wanted it to so I, I think that is a little bit on kind of how we've continued to be frugal, how we continue to grow it. To us, it was at one point we signed the Cleveland Cavaliers and everybody's mm. like, wow, they must have paid you a ton of money. They actually didn't, but we used them to get us so many other clients. Mm. It was well worth it. At that point, it was that was our marketing cost. That was the other thing. We never were a big marketing. We never have. We run Google ads for everybody. We don't run any Google ads for today's business. I think we might have spent like $100 once. Our investment in marketing has always been opportunistic in terms of, okay, this is a conference, but Billy can speak at this conference. Okay, if I can speak, I'm going to go there, but I'm not just going to go and walk around and try to meet somebody. I need to be the center of attention because we only have so much money that we can go and do these things. So let, let's make sure. And yes, we did. what did we realize? We realized that after going to other conferences and being like, wow, we just spent all that money to go to that conference in Vegas and we're a year out of it and nothing. Like, yeah, we had some phone calls, this, that, but that's just never how we built our business. We've really built it off of relationships. And by doing that has made marketing us a lot easier. Everyone to know about us. We try to dominate specific circles and then move on to a next. Those stories are really interesting and leveraging relationships and the Cavaliers, even if they didn't pay much, just having them on your roster, so to speak, definitely helps get other clients and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, no, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers asked us to monitor their entire social media accounts off hours. At this point, we had three full-time employees. No, sorry, five full-time employees. And we were responsible for monitoring, not even just the Cavs, but the Cavs and all their properties including Dan Gilbert, who's the CEO of Quicken Loans and owns the Cavs. And this was right around the time when he wrote a nice letter to LeBron James, which kind of went a little viral and everybody freaked out on social media about for about 
a year. It was a very, very exciting time for the company, but they asked us to monitor all their social media. Uh, and I remember Tom looking at us and saying, I guess Bill's not sleeping. And uh, <laughs> it's like, if it takes sign in the cabs, I won't sleep for two years. It's fine. We monitored their accounts from 6 p.m. until 11 p.m. And then by 7 a.m., they had a report that said, this was everything that happened on your social media accounts, all filtered by, these are the big social accounts, Bleacher Report, tweeted this. There were threats if LeBron it was on the heat at this time. But if there were threats when he came back to Cleveland, there was threats like, oh, I'm going to blow up the Quicken Loans Arena. We had to send it to like the FBI and different authorities. And then we never heard anything about it again. But there, it was definitely a exciting time and opened our eyes into if an organization like the Cavs haven't mastered this and they're in sports, which was the thing on social media back then, that was really eye-opening to us just to where the industry was and, and how big of a force we could actually be within that social realm. Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time today and hearing the background story. I think that'll be encouraging to listeners to know that, yeah, you can start with 400 bucks and grow like you have. And of course, if people want to learn more about today's business and all of your offerings, they can go to tbsmo.com. I'll also have show notes at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash Billy Ash. Was there anything else that you wanted to, any closing words, I guess, before we end? Well, first and foremost, just thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. You know, for everyone who is listening, uh, you can find me on any social media at Billy Ash Jr. Some final thoughts about the $400, taking it there. Take it one step at a time. Don't get too mad when you make mistakes. Make a lot of them. Just learn from them. That's honestly what's gotten us to it. And people say, don't make the same mistake twice. You probably will. Just try not to do it a third time. Don't get too down. This entrepreneur journey can beat you up. It's definitely not for everyone. And it's not what's projected on Instagram where everything's great. We just got out of COVID. People ask all the time, how'd you do it? The hardest thing was trying to get clients to pay. I mean, I can't talk to tell you enough about entrepreneurs that I hear that just, hey, I, this guy just hasn't paid me. What do I do on uh, those type of struggles? So I, I think, you know, there's a million different problems that, that are going to come up in starting a business and the start, especially starting so small and trying to grow it large. So enjoy the win. That's what keeps you motivated. That's what's going to get you to the next day. It's very easy to stay motivated for six months. Nine years into it, when you're still chasing somebody down for money, you got to have those small wins to keep you growing, keep you motivated to get up tomorrow and move. And then the last thing I would say, all of today's businesses, success is attributed to our employees. They are the foundation from those first interns that we got to the employees that we have today. It's their team. It's their company. Tom and I try to steer this ship as best as we can, but they, they take us. Those employees have gotten us to where we are today. But like I said, without them, we're nothing. So those employees have really, and your employees and, and those hires that you make in as small as the interns that we gave to pizza to. Those are the biggest things that really drive us and make us successful because there's only so far you're going to take and you can take your business if, if you want to grow it. it it's those employees and building them uh, and giving them the tools and power to, to succeed that will really take you to the next level. 
Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your insight. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much. Be sure to grab your free copy of my list of 27 tools, resources, and software programs I use to run my businesses on a tight budget. You can get it at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash 27 tools. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash 27 tools. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.